So this week we are going to be talking about November 21st through the 27th. We're going to be talking about clearing our fears and the new moon in Sagittarius. The sun is joining Mercury and Venus in Sagittarius, inspiring me and Scott to have a free-flowing philosophical discussion, which includes the divine masculine and feminine. We talk about Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, the White Lotus, and Olivia Wilde's new movie, Don't Worry Darling, and all the fun little drama surrounding it. The new moon in Sagittarius will be urging us to clear our fears, be truthful, and live our lives with integrity which is going to create natural boundaries from those who may be trying to encroach upon our freedoms. Stay tuned. The weekly transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The weekly transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The weekly transit. Good morning, Scott. Good day, Ingrid. Oh, man. We were just talking about... I watched a movie last night. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. Yes. I really liked it, but there's a bunch of drama surrounding... Just a lot of this, some of the subject matter and then all the actors and all the stuff. And usually I really, I don't care about celebrity gossip, but I feel like Scott has totally roped me in and I got like <laughs> so deep. I was watching all these like interviews and then Scott always has the scoop. But you were saying also before that like you'll watch a movie and then you get really obsessed about the actors in the movie. And, and you'll start watching all their films. Yeah, totally. I get yeah. really attached to the, those people. And I'm like, okay, who made this? I want to watch other things yeah. like, like that. What else? Oh, I watched something else that I really liked. The White Lotus. Oh. I just started it. Yeah, I just started that too. Oh, really? Okay, this is exciting. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I think I... It's annoying to me. Because it's like taking too long or... It's slow... It's like, you know, it's like, it's like one of these, so many films or shows start this way where like at the very beginning there's a death and then you're wondering like who died, what happened, you know? And so, but then it's just such a slow burn and the characters are all assholes. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They're all like, none of them have any redeeming qualities really. Like, um... The one that has the most redeeming quality to me is like the guy who's the biggest asshole, who's like the the wealthy dude okay. who's on his honeymoon or whatever. I've only and seen the first episode, so I don't know. Okay. Like I, I imagine that the writer was like, Okay, this is my Donald Trump Jr. character. Totally. You know, just... because his family is like wealthy in New York real estate and that sort of stuff and and he has this real sense of entitlement. But really, like, the whole thing is, like, he just wants the room that he paid for. Yeah, that's not that much to ask. Well, I mean, I, like... I, I kind of feel like they're just portraying, like... I mean, I feel like the marriage is such a sham. They didn't know each other for very long. And yeah. now she's seeing his real side where he's just like, I want to get what we paid for. Like, I know my mom paid for it, but, like, also, we did pay for it. And everyone's lying to me and acting like I'm being a dick. Exactly. But, like, what the fuck? I, I just feel like sometimes there's, I mean, actually in both of these movies, I don't want to go on too far of a tangent, but I feel like it's this thing around like hating men where mm. they're like, oh, we just want to mm-hmm. portray like men are supposed to fit into this perfect little thing. And if they don't, then we're going to like hate them. Like he's, he's not listening to the woman. So it's like annoying. Like he's not, it's just, it was just weird. I'm like, why are you mad at him? And I feel like most of the audience, I don't know. I have a lot of male friendships most of my friendships in my life are with someone of the opposite sex. And Mm -hmm. I have, I think I have a much healthier relationship with men than most women. I feel like most women I meet just hate men. And then it comes Mm. across in these movies. Then don't worry, darling. Apparently there was this whole thing about one of the actors being portrayed as like, or like being inspired by Jordan Peterson, who I also love who people just hate because they think he like represents 
like toxic masculinity, but he's like the most sensitive and compassionate and intelligent man who just really likes helping people. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I feel like the people who are so extreme on one side who are like, Oh, everything needs to be like, so we need to be so accepting. But if you don't accept my beliefs, then (laughs) there's something wrong with you. Then you're (laughs) fucking canceled. And it's just like, what the fuck? I feel like that's kind of the surrounding uh yeah energy of those kind of things which i just love that what you brought up with the fact that like the director of the film got a divorce and ended up getting together with the main star of the film which if 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 that was a man in today's time people would be having a fit (laughs) if olivia wilde was a man If, if it was a man that broke up with his wife to start banging the lead actress in the film he would he would be so canceled. he'd be canceled <laughs> exactly it makes no sense because i told one of my male friends about the movie two of them and they're like yeah i don't want to watch that movie because of olivia wilde and like her whole vibe against men mm. and i was like well i already saw it and i loved it and now i was like on this deep dive of researching like what her issue is and mm. then i found out that and i was like what the fuck you bitch <laughs> What kind of ridiculous shit is that? Well, I think the important thing to remember is like, and when you're talking about astrology, like we, it's very clear to see in the chart, like you have masculine qualities and you have feminine qualities. I have masculine qualities. I have feminine qualities like Venus and the moon. They're feminine planets, Neptune, feminine planet, but uh, water and earth signs, feminine signs, air and fire signs, masculine signs. So it's very confusing to me when I hear people in society talk about like the rise in the feminine and all this sort of stuff. And it's like the feminine can't rise up unless the masculine rises up and the masculine can't rise up unless the feminine rises up. It's like if there's toxic masculinity Women can be involved in toxic man- masculinity as much as men. It has nothing to do with gender. It's the energy. Yeah. That's what masculine and feminine is about. It's not gender-based. It's the energy. And when the energy is off kilter, it affects both sides in a negative way. When it's balanced, that's a good thing for both parties. Both parties are going to be feeling more at ease. It's yes. going to be beneficial for everybody. And that has, yeah, like you said, it has nothing to do with gender necessarily. No, I'd be I'd be curious to know if you look at someone's chart, if you can see more masculine or feminine energies in there. Absolutely. Can you tell? Okay, one hundred percent. Can you tell me maybe about why I have like a lot of ma- uh, male friendships? Oh, why you have a lot of male friendships? Or why I feel like more connect? I mean, even in my line of work, which can yeah, be in yeah. at the strip club, it's. I think I just have an affinity for men. And I can yes. like connect with them. Okay, that's a good question. Let me open up your chart and look at it real quick. Let's see. And also, just while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. I do have, you know, very close female bonds as well. So, you know, I think some people have, they're like, oh, I only have male friendships. So I think I have a good balance. Mm-hmm. But compared to most women, I think I have more masculine friendships than I do feminine. Well, your descendant line, which is... The opposite of the rising? Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's the house of marriage. Okay. It's in Sagittarius, which is fire. Wait, is so my hair going crazy? It's it's not crazy, but it's kind of poofed out to the side a little bit. Should I fix it? I think you look great, okay. but <laughs> you might want to fix it. Why don't you stand up and look okay. in the mirror real quick? There you go. Now it's looking, yeah, tighter. Okay. So, why you have more male friends, maybe it's because your seventh house is in Sagittarius, and that's fire, and that's a masculine energy, mm-hmm. so that's what you're attracted to. Uh, you're I mean, to- I'm definitely attracted to fire. Yeah. For yeah, sure. exactly. It, it, like, lifts my spirits. Like, yes. It energizes me. Yes. Like... Chris is a Sagittarius rising. And a Leo so, sun. And a Leo sun and an Aries moon. So that's triple fire. But the Sagittarius rising, his rising sign is your descending sign. So that is your, you're like attracted to that Sagittarius energy. And 
And then Venus, your Venus is in the fifth house, which is associated with the fifth sign, which is Leo. So that's fire, the planet of relationships in a house that is fire. Well, what about, I have a lot of like, uh, or a couple of Geo and Brian are both Pisces and Jeremy is Pisces, hmm. sun, but I don't know the rest of their chart. Yeah. So they're Geo, Brian and Jeremy are all Pisces. Mm -hmm. And Crystal. And Crystal. Yeah. And that's the mm -hmm. sign that's opposite your sun, which is Virgo. So... Um, you know, it could be that there's that, the opposition. It's like you're seeing a reflection of yourself. You're seeing like the opposite version of yourself through them. Uh, but then also your Mars is in Capricorn and Capricorn forms a sextile with Pisces, which is a positive alignment. So maybe they're suns or one of their other planets in Pisces, if they have more than one, is which is highly possible. Also, I have three friends that I was really close. One of one of them no longer is a friend, but three female friendships that are all Capricorns that I've mm. been very close to. Yeah, well, that would make sense because the planet of attraction, Mars, is in Capricorn. So you are attracted to that Capricorn energy, which is that... Is that a masculine energy? You know, kind of. Capricorn is it's like it's achievement and like planning and yes, it's I don't know. I feel like it's it's complex because Earth, generally speaking, Earth and water are introverted, which means you are initiating the touch with them more so than they are initiating the touch with you, and that is a more feminine quality yeah it's receiving feminine is receiving and masculine is giving and so capricorn though i would say is probably the most masculine of those signs yeah. because mars is actually exalted in capricorn so it's in a position of power there like the second most powerful well third most powerful sign that mars can be in is Capricorn after Aries and Scorpio. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just just touching the surface of this, mm -hmm. I feel like this is just. You really need to see someone's whole chart. Yes. Yeah. If anybody exactly. wants to, we, we get so many questions, and even the question that I just asked. If anyone wants to know more about who they are, why they're meant to be on the planet, all of these complexities. Any question like this, it just goes immediately so deep into looking at the whole birth chart. And so it's hard for you to even pinpoint an answer if you don't have each specific person's full chart. Exactly. So if anyone wants to know more about this, I feel like there's not even a way to really completely answer this unless mm. we get everyone's whole chart out. Exactly. The guy would have to look at Gio and Brian yeah. and and uh, Jeremy and all these and look at their planets connecting your planets. and. Everyone just goes by the sun sign, but to me that's like the least important the least important one. I'm like, yeah, we can all kind of see that on the exterior. That's an easier quality to see, but what I wouldn't say it's the least important one, but it's very important, but it's not the, <laughs> it's not the only one, you know, it's just like, you know, it's the beef and the beef stew. So you can't have beef stew without <laughs> beef, but there's other ingredients in the stew that make the stew taste that good. That's a crazy, <laughs> that's the craziest <laughs> metaphor I've ever heard. Ah! So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could have a vegetarian stew. Anyways, I'm just saying maybe we could, we'll have to move on to something else. But if anyone wants a reading, I feel like this is a perfect time to plug. Number one, if you have a question for us, go on Spotify. There's a little questions tab. You can write us. We answer questions from the reader, from the listeners. Um, and then I just asked one, like everyone always asks us, a very specific question. And if you want a reading to get into all these specifics book a reading with Scott, go to theweeklytransit.com. He does 30-minute readings, hour-long readings. He gets super deep. You can do partner readings. You can do ones for your business. So If you could do one for you and a friend. It yeah. doesn't even have to be like your husband or wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. It could be your best friend and you want to understand how, why, why am I so close? Why are we so close? And what, what's the nature of our relationship? It's super fun because you yes. always give me insight to all of my relationships, which is just... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. So if you're listening and you want to get deeper with Scott, book a reading. The holidays are coming up. We do gift, 
you can gift buy gift cards. Yeah, so you can yep. buy someone else a reading, or you can buy mm-hmm. a couple reading for the both of you. Yes, yes. Um, what else do we have to plug? We have our oh. book. Bitch. Get, yes, the stocking stuffer. The stocking stuffer of Christmas or uh, holidays uh, 2022. This yes. Ba- this Basics of Astrology is a fucking game changer. It's really, we wrote this together last year. I helped design stuff. Scott is brilliant. He takes all of the things we talk about on the podcast, all of these images we have on here. If you're, okay, well, now this just leads into a whole nother rabbit hole. But if you're not seeing what we're talking about here, if you go to the website, we have a blog. We call it the forecast. It covers everything. There's like show notes and stuff on there. It shows the images that you see here. If you're Mm. watching on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube. And then if you buy the book, they're kind of all meant to go hand in hand. The podcast, the book and the blog. Mm. Yep. It's just kind of how you learn the language of astrology. So the book is really just a glossary. It's not like a not like a thick novel of information or it's visual. It's for visual learners. It's, it's looking at the symbols and then giving a very clear concise answer to what each symbol means and then you take that and apply it to yourself and i've been talking to scott for two years now every week and until we made this book together i like two and a half years it's been a while (laughs) spring it'll be three years yeah you're yeah exactly but i really didn't i didn't grasp it and scott was like you need to learn the symbols you need to learn the symbols and i was like i don't fucking there's so many doodles i don't get it like i'm never gonna get it and then making the book with him, I'm like, oh my, I fucking get it, Scott. I'm getting it. And he was like, yeah, I've been telling you. Though no, my favorite was when you you looked at me like like this look. I, you're like, you know that. I can't remember what the epiphany was. It was like the order the, of the signs. Yeah, the order of the signs is the same as the houses, Scott. And you looked at me like you were keeping I didn't. Something yeah, for me. exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Ingrid, I know. Like, <laughs> you, it's like you had discovered this, and I'm like, are you not listening to me? No, <laughs> no, it's, it's so much. Even but you we, got it. It clicked. It finally clicked. Yeah, just seeing the visuals. So making the book, it just I think if you're interested in learning more about astrology, the book is just such an amazing tool. It's very simple. You don't have to read a ton. It's really just meant to follow along with this. It's kind of a coffee table book. It's kind of pretty and artsy too. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have one, get a fucking book. They're on the weeklytransit.com. There's a link or you can get them on Amazon. It's called the basics of astrology, or you can type in Scott Tajarian. You will find it. And let's also plug. Thank you, Ingrid, the uncharted territories. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking. Yeah, go for um, it. So I've been finishing up editing for the other podcast, which is called The Uncharted Territories. It features Scott and his co-host Shara Prophet. She's a medium. It's all about public figures who died a premature death, and Scott researches the shit out of them because he loves history. So he reads all the books and then <laughs> he looks through their whole chart and just really analyzes them. And Shara doesn't want to know one thing about these people she just connects with their spirit she like kind of writes everything down while she's connecting with them and then they meet scott goes based off of like the facts of their history and what he has researched in their chart and then she just goes off based on the the meeting the reading she has with these these people yes and the last one that i did at the end both Shara is always like None of these are facts. This is what whatever I get from the universe. I it's can't entertainment. Tell. It's I, I number one. I hate history, or I don't hate it. It's just not really something that I seek out. Mm-hmm. And also public figures. I just the kind of like the star stuff. I've never now. I'm kind of getting into it because of you. <laughs> but I, that's never been like the gossip. I just have never cared. And listening to these has been really entertaining. And also, you know, she said, both of you are like, who knows what's real? Like, this is just our interpretation of the facts. We'll never know because we're not these people. Like, kind of a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, but I'll, but the biggest thing is I get so much from you analyzing these relationships because I relate to every one of these people. Or I see someone in my life that reminds me of this person. And we're all mm. so different, but we're all so similar. All of these lessons that we have to learn about why we're getting these uh, like problems that show up in our life and when we're not paying attention to the signs and how to work through our issues and when we're looking back analyzing someone else's life it's so much easier to see and Shara's always like yeah well I did these same mistakes you know like I'm you know we've done a lot of work and we're right. like healers but also like 
we still do these same things. We're all humans. We're all humans. And I only recognize it because I've done it. Mm-hmm. And it's anyway, it just felt like very, it feels very human and just a fun way to, by analyzing someone else's life and relationships and a way to reflect upon our own. Yes. So it just, it's more than just if you're into the pop culture and all of the, you know, the astrology and the medium stuff, but also if you're just interested in people and relationships, it was just fascinating to me. Learning about other charts from public figures helped me understand my own chart more clearly because I could start to see parts of myself in these other people. You know, it's like I always tell my clients or anyone that comes to me to do a reading, I'll say, you know, the, the next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were aligned when you were born is over 25,000 years from the date, time, and place of your birth. So you are a miracle, you are divine, you are unique, but you are also born under the same planets and stars as everyone else, which means that everyone that you come into contact with, whether it's somebody in your daily life, your family, a friend, or somebody that you're attracted to that's living on the screen of your phone is reflecting you in some way, shape, or form. And so it's through understanding the nature of those reflections through the language of astrology that helps you gain a deeper understanding of yourself. Yeah, it's really fun. I highly recommend it. So there's a new season coming out. It's out now by the time this comes out, yeah. But it will. we're rolling it out one episode at a time. So, But it debuted on 11-11-22. And there's going to be a lot of the royal family in there. So that's kind of a hot yes. topic these yes. days. Yes, yes. I also had one other. It's my. I did a podcast interview with my friend Jeff Newman, who I think you would like, Ingrid. He's also a Gemini rising, okay. uh, Taurus sun, Taurus moon. But he started a new podcast called You Be You. And it's just all about what makes you you. And the first several episodes are just him talking, which he does very well. He's a very good speaker. But uh, I was his first guest. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. So that podcast is out. It's a very enjoyable. It was a very enjoyable interview for me. I love talking with Jeff. He's a he's a great conversationalist. But it's called UBU, and it's on all the streaming networks. But, of course, we'll put it in the show notes as well if you want to click over and give that a listen. But I get into more of my story of astrology and how I got into it. And, and Jeff's somebody who's been a part of my life for the last 10 years. And so he's seen the transition that I've gone through yeah, from people, where I was to, okay, you guys have to go listen. Cause Scott's story is just fascinating. It just, it's just so absurd to me. He just has had so many lives and some of the things that like you would just never guess would be happening in Scott's world now have already happened. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> Scott is a character. He's lived many <laughs> lives. Thank you. Well, you know, as a Scorpio, I've transformed in over and over again. So, yes. Um, before we get into the week, do you want to thank our sponsors? Yes, of course, of course. Okay. I want to thank Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Janelle, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Merdinas, Aline, Robin, Brenna, Stephanie, Cassie, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Johnny, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. It allows us to do more of what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you'd like to donate to the podcast and support us in any way, you can go to the show notes. There's a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 for each month. And yeah, buys a cup of coffee or a snack or whatever. And oh fuck, I was gonna say something else important. Tuh. Oh yeah. Or if you if you don't have any money and you still want to show some love, s- write us a review. Like us five stars. Comment on our stuff. Yeah, do any of the things. Share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Share it on Instagram. And then yeah, at the weekly transit dot at the weekly transit on Instagram, or you can message me at Ingaroo, yes. I-N-G-A-R-O-O. We've been getting a lot of questions and messages lately, so write us. We love hearing from you. It makes us feel loved and appreciated, because we're just mm. here in my living room hanging <laughs> out, just us. It's Studio Ingaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So I guess it's time. Tell us what's happening this week, Scott. Okay, okay. So we talked a little bit about Sagittarius. You're a Sagittarius descendant, and that's a big, big player this week. The week of November 21st through to the November 27th. November 21st to November 27th. On Monday, November 21st, we're looking at Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, and Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, both transiting together, conjunct at the same degree in the same sign, the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer Sagittarius. Okay, so this is the week of Thanksgiving, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I just feel like this is... This is when people... <laughs> this is when everyone's fighting. It's like <laughs> Mars energy, Sagittarius. Like, don't tell me what the fuck to do. I know what I need to be doing with my life. I don't need any rules happening on me. And shit is like, yeah. It's when people hot. just start blurting out all the stuff that's that's been bottled up <laughs> over the Scorpio se- season now it's it's coming out you're you're starting to see everyone's true colors oh my gosh okay one year on thanksgiving my sister's boyfriend and my mom got in this huge fucking fight like it was just insane and i feel like it was it was all of this bottled up shit from the whole all, their whole relationship just exploded over like the turkey not being seasoned mm-hmm. and it was just insane and it yeah. was totally all of the secrets yes stuff that no one wants uh, that no one's supposed to talk about yeah all just got exploded all over thanksgiving that's what happens my dad took all the food and he was like we're not having thanksgiving he packed all the food in the car and then he was like you know what fuck you guys i'm bringing back all the food you can keep the food if you're gonna be a dick my mom was crying it was so wait, he put the food in the car. It was it, we were, it was supposed to be at my sister's house. Okay. And we brought a bunch this of side like dishes. This happened like last year or the year before. Yeah, it, it was since I've known you. Yeah, I know. I remember this. Yeah, it was the most, it was like out of a fucking movie. <laughs> it was out of a movie for sure. It was like, I was like, I've never had a dramatic holiday, but it so was. So what happened? We ended up eating dinner, but it was like psychotic because then we pretended like nothing happened. He appalled. It was so weird. Hmm. It was very weird. I don't even know. I can't. It, it was, it it was the epitome of this type of energy. Yeah. Does this happen every year? Well, not necessarily in this way. Uh, but it's, it's the Scorpio. sun is all the sun is always in Sagittarius. Well, it's just moving in there. It's going from Scorpio to Sagittarius, exactly. which is kind of like this. The question is: is is Venus and Mercury? also in Sagittarius at the same time. And this year, they are. Venus is never more than two signs away from the sun. Mercury is never more than one sign away from the sun. So, it's I mean, if we... Following that energy closely. Exactly, exactly. I just want to look back and see two years ago where the planets were just to get a sense of what was happening. So in 2020... I don't know if it was last year or the year before. But either way, that energy is surrounding this t- week. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, Venus was in Capricorn. Mercury was in Scorpio. Uh, and the year before Mercury was in Scorpio, Venus was in Libra. But Mars was in Aries, which can create that that fighting energy. So, But this year, yeah, I just think about what we just experienced with the the eclipses, the new moon in Scorpio and the full moon in Taurus. You know, the new moon in Scorpio was about setting your intentions to... That happened with Venus conjunct with the sun and the moon. So it was like, set your intentions. It was about setting your intentions to establish what you value and making sure that those that you're sharing your magic with, that you're exchanging energy with or either honoring, reflecting, or respecting your values. And if not, during the full moon in Taurus, it was about releasing those bonds or transforming the bonds, the frequencies within the bonds that are not serving you, and deepening the bonds with those that are honoring, reflecting, and respecting your values. But now, 
Well, if you haven't done that work of transforming or letting things go, then this day is going to be fucking hot. Exactly. And exactly. Even, if, even if you have been doing the work, something's going to be hot today. Well, it's not just today. It's for the next several days. Because if you look as we go on to uh, Tuesday, oh, yeah. November 22nd, Venus and Mercury are still conjunct, and then this is the day when the sun moves into Sagittarius. So, as I said, the sun is always in Sagittarius during Thanksgiving because the sun is in Sagittarius from about November 22nd to December 21st every year. Are you settled? No, I can't. I can't seem to stop <laughs> fidgeting. Nothing's right. <laughs> Get settled, Ingrid. Yes. Okay. So this is this is a period to really be asking yourself, am I being honest in my close personal relationships? Am I being honest in the way that I'm communicating? Am I communicating truthfully to those that I'm in partnership with? Am I showing up in a forthright way? Am am I is are people listening to me? Like my philosophy matters. I have something to share. Now this is this is complicated with the Mars in Gemini energy, which is about asking questions. So there's, we can, we can do ourselves favors by asking questions, but those that we're asking questions to, they also need to ask us questions so that everyone can have their voice heard. Mm -hmm. That's what needs to happen here. And if people are feeling suppressed around the, you know, the dining table at some family gathering, then that is when the explosions may come about. And so Monday, it seems like we're starting to feel that energy. Tuesday, it seems like... It's it more intense. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's Gasoline it on the, the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then Wednesday, November 23rd, now it's the new moon in... Sagittarius. So this, 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 yeah, this to me looks even worse. It, it's more intense. There's, well, now the moon's here, so now our emotions yeah, exactly, and then it's connecting to Jupiter and Pisces, which is expanding our subconscious. Well, Jupiter and Pisces. The reason why Jupiter and Pisces is here is because today is the day that Jupiter ends its retrograde transit. So Jupiter moved into its retrograde shadow on. May 4th of this year, on May 4th of this year, Jupiter was exactly where it is right now. On July 28th, it started moving retrograde. Today, the retrograde ends, and on February 14th of next year, Jupiter moves out of its retrograde shadow. Well, I mean, just like we mentioned every retrograde, even though it's technically ending, it really doesn't end till it's out of its shadow. And this can be the worst part of it is because it's stopped in the sky. Technically, it's been moving backwards and now it's moving forwards. And there's the in-between where it's really not going anywhere. Well, and this is how I, I've told so many people and I've had so many responses where people are like, oh, my God, no, because I, I ask people, I'm like, what was going on in your life between May 1st and May 10th? Because May 1st <laughs> and May 10th is when Jupiter was where it is now. But now it's at that same point be between May 1st and May 10th between October 27th and December 19th. So you're experiencing what you experienced in a 10-day period now in a seven, seven and eight-week period period. Great. So this is forcing us to delve within our unconscious. It's expanding our unconscious. That's Pisces. Pisces is the unconscious. It's where you keep all of your psychological baggage, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame. And so all of that is going on <laughs> in your mind. And then people are saying stuff around you that's triggering you, which well, is... People are being more direct mm -hmm. and truthful because it's Sagittarius season exactly. and that's going to cut through and that's going to stir up some shit. Yeah, and exactly. And also just being Thanksgiving week in general, it's like you're going to be hearing from these people that maybe you don't have contact with all the time. Yes. You're going to be hearing from them and that's going to stir the psychological baggage up. Exactly. Exactly. So this new moon is about setting your intentions to be honest, mm. honest with yourself 
honest with those around you. I mean, I think this is a good time maybe to be talking about boundaries. Hmm. And also, it doesn't have to be in a negative way. It's like when you're direct and clear and honest. You're setting boundaries. Yeah, that's like a good, that's a good thing. And that can also prevent blow-ups and explosions. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does an archer do? Like when you think about those. It's about the, those f- about the setup. They're, they're breathing. They're taking their time. They're like focusing. They're not just like. Well, yes, but when you what I was going to is like what you were saying about boundaries, because when you think of like these, these films where they take place in like medieval times or whatever, and you see all the archers in the army or whatever, they're pulling back and they're firing the arrows high to land in front of the charging army so that it keeps the charging army away from them. Oh my right? God, you know, yes. it's like they're they're galloping with the horses and they're saying hold because you want to wait until they get close enough that when you launch it, it's going to stop them in their tracks because they're going to get hit by arrows. But they have to think ahead. Like bound- boundaries are like preventing. Yes. What's possibly going to happen that yeah. could be wow. adverse that. to you. I love that. So a lot being stirred up here in terms of relationships uh, you know, th- people may be burning their relationships down if they didn't already burn them down during the <laughs> the the, the, the lunar eclipse with the the you know the the Mars or not Mars but uh, the Moon in Taurus opposing the Sun in Scorpio that shook a lot loose. This is going to burn down everything else around that that uh, wasn't already loose. Uh, so very intense. And the only way to get through it is to go through it and to go through it honestly and and with a sense of integrity. You want to be just. That's what, you know, Jupiter is not only the planetary ruler of Pisces, but Jupiter is also the planetary ruler of Sagittarius. And Jupiter in the old Norse traditions is known as Thor. And Thor carries the hammer of the gods, which is the gavel. So Thor throws the gavel, the hammer, and it comes back to him because he's the one who is righteous with its power. So this is about you doing what is in integrity in your relationships. Is it integrity in your emotions, in your identity? in the words that you speak, and the way that you connect with other people. That's what this is. Now moving forward to Thursday, November 24th, which I guess this would be that day, uh, Mercury in Sagittarius is forming a supportive trine with Chiron, the wounded healer, in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram i mean this is just it's so perfect communicating directly and honestly that's the mercury in sagittarius energy is actually instead of it being a bad thing or a a difficult thing today it's a trine so that makes it easy it's actually going to be healing your wound to your your yourself you're like your self-confidence and this you know we can't think about Thanksgiving without thinking about all the indigenous people that suffered from the colonialism that occurred in this country or in the United States or whatever. Who knows about in other places they don't celebrate this day. But, uh, you know, maybe this is also being honest about that and and having the self-confidence to to say okay, I celebrate this day, but I also want to acknowledge on this day other people that have been uh, marginalized or had a genocide committed against them. It's horrible. It's very complex. It's such a a fucked up day because there is all of that negative, very Mm -hmm. just heartbreaking, awful history. Mm -hmm. But weirdly, it seems like tradition has like split, even though that's what it was based on. It for an us now it's just become a tradition, kind of not really based on history exactly. It just happens to be on this day, 
of coming together and like being thankful for what we have in this moment of, you know, maybe not everything is perfect, but getting together your family, which my family only does a couple times a year, like where you have. So that's what makes it special. Yeah. So it is, it's a a special day. Although when we start talking about history, it's like very uh, brutal Mm -hmm. and a a weird thing to be celebrating. Exactly. But even like Christmas, I'm like, I'm not really religious. Why am I celebrating Christmas? It's like, it's like a weird tradition that it's just, now it feels like an excuse to actually get together. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like when you think about how separate people are from their families sometimes and they move far away, they don't live close to each other. And this is one of the only times of the year when they come together and it can bring up a lot of insecurities. This is taking a conscious, honest look within yourself and saying, what makes me insecure about the people that I'm surrounded with right now? And how can I face those insecurities courageously and honestly i mean it's i mean i can't stop saying i mean i'm having an attack (laughs) uh (laughs) it feels like this day is going to be about healing really we're we're doing all this uncomfortable work of having some conflict and setting boundaries but surrounding that is a healing that takes place when we're actually being truthful about what we want and need from the people around us and what we're going to demand that we surround ourselves with yeah i think so i think a lot could blow up in the first part of the week but then by thursday the healing starts to come about and then when you look at friday november 24th now venus is aligning with chiron so thursday you were able to have the conversation initiate the conversation being truthful being forthright about your insecurities and now On Friday, you can get a little deeper into your relationships and pinpoint where you might have insecurities, where your partner, you might see insecurities in them, and you can reflect back and forth with each other, being very honest with one another. Hopefully, the free-flowing conversation here will help clear the air and energize you to be able to move forward. Yeah, I love that. It, yeah, it's nice that it's sitting there for for kind of two days in the same same kind of energy pattern. It's just, it feels like a relief. You're like, oh, we had all this. All of the conflict was for a reason. We are starting mm-hmm. to heal. It's a lot of support. You know, and when you think about how the signs build on each other, you know, we, we've been talking leading up to this week a lot about Scorpio. And Scorpio is about looking in those deep, dark areas that are hidden and you want to bring those to light so that you can transform them into something healthy within yourself. By the time we get to this Sagittarius energy, if you've done that, you're feeling more free. If you haven't, then you're trying to break free. You're trying to break free. Exactly. And I think of like Sagittarius is like burning everything down. And then the next sign that we'll be talking about is Capricorn, which is building back up. It's like new growth. Exactly. So Saturday, November 26th, now the moon is in Capricorn, the planet of emotions, the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat. And the moon is now connecting with Chiron in Aries. So this could bring about some emotional challenges in facing the wound to your self-confidence as it relates to your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors, and the authority figures in those dynamics. Uh, You may be feeling like your expectations are so high and you're never going to be able to reach them, and maybe that's where some of the insecurities are coming up coming to mind would be like you meant the new growth idea it's like you're starting from scratch which is very intimidating Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's you're like at the bottom of the mountain you're like i've got to climb that yeah 
How can, am I going to do that? Yeah, can I do that? Yeah, is that possible? exactly. So but, where are you fear, feeling most insecure in terms of what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, that totally brings about our insecurities, just not knowing if we have the wherewithal to get where we want to be. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. Exactly. Even just making the plan. Once you even get to the making the plan part, that can be even a little easier than just like the initiating of the making the plan. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. How the fuck am I going to do that? The har- it's like the hardest part is making the plan in the first place, mm-hmm. let alone following the plan, which has its own set of challenges, but just coming up with a plan to begin with. I think even just yeah, just starting the list, just that little bit of initiating energy hmm. to just start writing it down. I think like once you start with one little thing and another little thing, you're like, okay, these are all the steps. Yes. Uh, Chris's grandmother was an astrologer. Yeah. And like one of her favorite sayings that Chris always brings up, she would say, tell me you're going to go to the moon and I'll think you're crazy. Mm. But if you show me a plan on how to get there, I'll believe you. Mm. So it's like we can accomplish our goals. We just have to put a plan in place. Yes. That's what this is about. Absolutely. That's Capricorn planning. And as we continue to Sunday, November 23rd, and the moon continues through Capricorn, now it aligns in a positive way with Jupiter and Pisces. So this Yay. is bringing that dream into reality. Yes. We went, we yes. faced our fears of creating the plan, but we created the plan and now we can see how to get to the moon. Yeah, we can, we're getting the reward. We're like, oh, okay, well... All I have to do is follow the instructions. I can do that. Yes. <laughs> I can do that. Exactly. Exactly. So this is also more healing. You know, it's looking within yourself and saying, where, where, where do these thoughts come from, these doubts, or where do these dreams come from? And how is realizing this dream, bringing it into reality, What's that going to do for me emotionally? What is my emotional connection to that? It's having an emotional connection to your future. I think that's uh, one of the most important things to recognize. It's like also just tapping into deeper of what we really want. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Mm -hmm. We can have all these plans in place. And if they're not working out, it's like, okay, well, did I even really want to do that thing? Did my family say like this is the thing you need to do or did I really like sit with my mind and figure out what is my dream that I don't even think I'm capable of doing because it's too scary it triggers all of my like past wounds what would I want to do if I wasn't scared mm-hmm. and then putting that plan in place and then we get to reap the reward of I being like oh my god I can do the thing that I was most scared of I'm yes <laughs> what would I do if I wasn't scared take the fear out of it and what could you do that's exciting to think about. I really, I like that. I like that as an exercise. Yes, ex- I, as, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Fear is so fucked up. And it's also, we think that no one else is scared. Everyone's fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Everyone's terrified. And then the people that are successful, you know, some people don't get scared, maybe. But most people, the issue is having the courage to do it despite the fear. Mm-hmm. And then you get over your fears. Exactly. I mean, the, fir- the first time I went to audition for the strip club. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're so like, you're just such a natural like on stage and you're just so confident walking up to people. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, I mean, the first time I went on stage, like even I used to work at like a bar and, you know, sometimes there'd be like musicians on stage every once in a while. I don't know. I'd have to like say something on the microphone Mm -hmm. growing up. Even I hated public speaking. And then even just a couple of times I had to speak into a mic on the stage. It wasn't even a big stage. There was like nobody even there. And Mm -hmm. I would just be like, I want to die of humiliation. Hmm. It's just so uncomfortable. And that, and then like the first time I was on stage, it was so fucked. Like the first half I didn't look at anyone. So I didn't get nervous. Who is, who is, was this at the club where you are now? Or was it someplace else? Someplace else. And how many people were there? I don't even was it like the fir- well the first place i auditioned there was probably like 30 people there so th- so you came into a club while it was open mm-hmm. and there you're like i want to audition they're like okay take off your clothes and get on stage yeah yeah that's that's wow. how you get jobs <laughs> <laughs> and i've never been like on an i've been on to an audition like i don't do any acting like the only time i've been in an audition was like maybe when i was like middle school i tried out for like the dance troupe or like uh-huh. cheerleading or some shit and that was like a bunch of people all at once. Like I've never been like, oh, hi, I'm on stage. Yeah. Everyone has to look at me. And then you're just completely naked. I. 
So did you? So you went. I don't even know how it goes. Like, what what is it logistically? Like, you had to go like backstage or something. Yeah, and you then go, you, you get back. You go backstage first when you get in, and then you like change back there. Okay, and then they said Ingrid's coming out to the stage. It's her first time, or what? Did they say that, or what did they? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. They have like auditions on a certain day, so you can come watch the girls audition. Okay, at, at that wow. club, at that club wow. in particular. So it's like this is audition day. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Oh my God, that's even more pressure. And so you walked out there. And I felt okay until I like looked out and realized. Do how you many remember the song? No. It was playing? Okay. And you looked out and you were, you saw how many people were there. And, and then, then I got happened? really nervous. I got super like. Were you making eye contact with people? The first half I wasn't. I was just dancing. I'm like, okay, I can be in my own little world. Yeah. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, I'm so nervous. And then I, I didn't end up getting it. Well, but, what happened? Like, so, you, and then the song ended, and but you felt totally uncomfortable up there. But the second half, I was just like, you just your nervous system, you get so hot, mm-hmm. and like your heart is racing, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't. It wasn't that big of a transition after, like, I started dancing, where I was like, oh, this is fine. But like that initial, like, just the idea of having to get dressed and go on, to, just that in itself, without even like, just the fear of anticipating that like being in the dressing room waiting was just awful. And there's like 20 other girls who are just like decked the fuck out. They're gorgeous. Obviously some of these girls have been dancing for fucking 15 years. Mm -hmm. They have the eyelashes. Their hair is like, they look like they're going to like a movie set. They're just makeup is impeccable. Their outfits are so expensive. And I'm like, I just have like brand new stripper shoes, like a $30 outfit. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like I don't fit in. Mm -hmm. I don't fit in here. Mm -hmm. They're not going to like me. Like, no one also like most of the girls are not friendly at any they're at most clubs. They're very competitive. So no yeah. one wants to talk to you. They're all want the job. Yeah. And then, so this is just my first interaction like in that, but then at the end, then you have to wait and they tell you who got picked. Okay. And there was probably 20 girls and they hired like one girl. Oh. And so you get to see everyone else's set. And the girl that got it came up to me, this like really adorable Asian girl who was like mm-hmm. so talented. She came up and she was like, Oh my gosh, if I didn't get it, they would have definitely given given it to you. The only reason Aww. I got it is because I'm like the token Asian girl here and I got lucky. Aww. And I was like, I wanted to cry. I was like, and, and there were such good dancers. And I was like, oh my, she didn't have to say anything to me. Yeah, yeah. And she they just gave made you me some feel, encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. And like after the moment of everyone just feeling like, you know, you're very competitive afterwards, everyone was like super supportive. And they're like, oh, like you did so good. And this person <laughs> was my favorite. And like there was just this moment of being like, oh, everyone even though we didn't get it now afterwards, we can just be like rooting for each other and like picking each other up and making each other feel good. And I was like, okay, like mm. I don't feel so, I don't feel so bad. I feel yeah. like, you know, maybe, you know, I, you know, the girl that had like all the amazing makeup, I think I complimented her after that. I was like, Oh my God, your hair <laughs> and your outfit looks so pretty. And you know, mm. she gave me a compliment and I was like, Oh, okay. Like there is this fear, but getting over that initial thing i was like okay i can go audition more places like this was scary but like i want a fucking job and i'm right. gonna go get one so once you got over that fear mm-hmm. then you were able to find the job yeah yeah but it is like the initial discomfort mm-hmm. can like dissuade us like yeah if i wasn't scared i would have auditioned fucking four years ago like i thought about it all the time and i just never went to pick an outfit out never ordered shoes like wow you're supposed to somehow magically be able to walk in these crazy shoes and just go on stage and audition somewhere. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And most girls don't. So, uh, you know, I try to be really nice to the new girls and mm-hmm. encourage them because mm-hmm. they're fucking scared. Hmm. Most of the girls are scared out of their mind. They're like, Oh my God, this guy said no to me. Like I'm such a bad dancer. Like how do you do pole tricks? And I'm like, bitch, I make, you're going to still make money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a good dancer. You don't mm-hmm. have to know any pole tricks. You just go talk to people. Just go have some fun. Like yeah, nobody exactly. is. I promise you, not one guy is thinking about your dance moves. They yeah. don't fucking care. It doesn't matter how good your pole set it. The girl that's the t- most talented girl in there, the best pole dancer, makes the least amount of money because mm. she's a bitch. Mm. Like, mm. it's really just about connecting with people. So I'm like, yeah. don't worry. Mm. Don't worry about that. You know, the, f- the fear can... A lot of girls will quit after they start because it's scary yeah. and intimidating yeah. and uncomfortable. Well, this week's energy should definitely clear some of those fears. And whether it's, you know, at the club or anywhere in life, like if there's yeah, something I mean, any, that you're, that you're feeling new job or new endeavor is scary, whatever you're, whatever you're afraid of this week, 
there is great opportunity to clear the fear. I love that. I mean, that's that Sagittarius energy. Exactly. Being fearless and not worrying about maybe the repercussions from setting boundaries. Because mm-hmm. it can only be a good thing. And if things are falling away, they're not meant for you. And sometimes the boundary is the truth. You tell someone the truth and it doesn't fit with them. And that keeps them away. You want people around you. That accept you. Yes. And that are reflecting your authenticity. And that's what this is about. Being our authentic selves. Yes, being honest, being forthright, being fair and just. And by telling the truth, you're going to find yourself surrounded by people that resonate with you. This also just brings me back to the Uncharted Territories podcast Mm -hmm. that you're putting out with Shara. I think a lot of those people, in particular, I think it was like Princess Margaret, Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. like... Or, or someone in that family, it's like all of these royal people had all these issues because they were so scared to break away because mm-hmm. what would they have if they didn't have this life? It's not like you can just, maybe like the normal folk, everyone like idolizes these people and they're like, oh, they have it made. And it's like, they are fucking stuck. They're mm-hmm. so stuck in these certain way where everyone's looking at you and you have to be a certain person all the time. And that's really, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Being able, Anyone who breaks out of that mold, you have to really, they're being honest and truthful with what they want, what Meghan Markle and uh, Princess. Prince, Pr- Prince Harry. Prince Harry, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're not included anymore because they mm-hmm. don't want to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's super scary for him to be able to say, this is what I want to do. She's not part of the royals. Well, he's a, he's a Sagittarius Venus. So he's having his uh, Venetian return uh, during this current transit. So he's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want in my relationships. No one's going to tell me what to do. And his mom was a Sagittarius rising. And that's why she got in so much trouble because she was Princess Diana. Diana? Yeah. She was a Sagittarius rising. So she didn't fit into the royal family either. She was speaking her truth. Yeah. And she was saying it how she saw it and you know when you think of the queen who just passed she's a capricorn rising that's you know keeping the cards you know more close to the vest because it's earth whereas diana was spitting fire so she was saying things and doing things in the public eye that the royals were like yeah no that doesn't fly here you're not following the rules (laughs) exactly you can't you can't be yourself sagittarius doesn't want any rules yeah no rules i know the the difference between right or wrong (laughs) i don't need your rules i know the difference between right or wrong that's the energy right now yeah we got to channel our inner princess diana (laughs) i keep calling him princess prince prince harry well and prince harry for the venus uh you know, but I think back to like season one of uh, of the Uncharted Territories, we did Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee was a Sagittarius sun, Sagittarius rising, super Sag, you know, and that's why he was just all over the place, you know, kicking people, chopping people up, you know, like all the martial arts and stuff. And but when you heard him speak, he was a philosopher. And he called himself that, you know, because he was very deep in terms of his understanding and his view of life. And that's very Sagittarius as well. So it's also foreign cultures. You know, Bruce Lee, born in the United States, raised in Hong Kong, but then came back and came back to the United States and then went back to Hong Kong, but saw himself as a citizen of the world. I mean, that's that, very sad, Sagittarius energy. Yeah, traveling. Exactly. Exactly. So, and when you look at Harry with Meghan Markle, she's not English. No. She's from a foreign country. I so she was from America. That's a foreign oh. country <laughs> to <England. laughs> Okay, I'm back, guys. <laughs> so, uh, but yes... So it's like he's attracted to somebody who is foreign to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot of inspiration. From yes. From all these celebrities yes. doing stuff in the public eye, being themselves. Hmm. I love it. 
I love it. All right, Ingrid. Okay, Thank you. Have... Great discussion. Yes, yes. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.